2: So crazy at times It sounds like
0: You yell back at your radio What the hell He gets so angry You tweet to try and calm him down Now He gets an hour all to himself It's Sparky's Midday Madness On the fan With Steve Sparky Pfeiffer
3: Welcome Ann Sparky's Midday Madness, getting you ready for Rami Makloff, The Rami Show. Why why didn't they call it, like, I don't know, The Rami Experience, or uh, Rapping with Rami, I don't know, The Rami Show. That's what he came up with? I know it was The Rami and Tim Show. We should have a more creative, fun name for that show. Anyhow, uh, so Rami's coming up at 3 o'clock. Coming up on today's show... If you missed Vinny Rotino on with you, Wendy's Big Show, you'll have a chance to hear that. I, he, is, he is so, so, so good uh, with his analysis and how he breaks things down and talking about his past experiences and so forth. Like, for instance, uh, in this interview, I had no idea, none, that Andy Haynes was his manager at one point in the minor leagues. Had no idea. And Andy Haynes, now the Brewers hitting coach. I didn't know that relationship uh, was there. And learn that today in the interview. You're going to learn so much stuff, too. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll play that back for you. Plus Matt Lafleur uh, is talking to the Packers media. Once that's done, we'll play that back for you. Uh, I mean, you can hear from Matt Lafleur. I, quickly here, I I don't really have a a topic per se or uh, whatever the case may be here for the first segment. I, I just want to go over some things. So as we're sitting here and we're we're doing the Wendy's big show, and I'm looking at Twitter. And I'm on the Big Show Network Twitter account because I kind of run that during the show, as does Dan Plucker, our executive producer, other side of the glass. And I'm watching uh, the people that are at Packers practice, the Annie Hermans and Ryan Woods, Rob Domofsky's and those guys, uh, all tweet out what's happening at these OTAs uh, with Jordan Love and the rest of the Packers. Bill Huber, another guy that's there. So... Bill Hubert uh, tweets out, uh, Stokes is having a day. And to that point, literally, I've not seen a one of those people say a word about Eric Stokes, uh, the Packers' first-round draft pick at corner. Then eventually, I start seeing uh, people tweeting about Eric Stokes covering wide receivers like a blanket out there and so forth. Well, I, my thing with that is, okay, that's good. That's That's a positive. But remember... Those wide receivers that Jordan Love is playing with, he is not going to be playing with more than likely come the NFL season if he's the starting quarterback because none of the top receivers are in OTAs yet, still not there, not out there. So while Stokes is covering, you know, I don't even know, seventh, eighth, ninth, 10 string wide receivers in an OTA, well, that's nice. I, I, nothing I'm going to get overly excited about, right? Next. David Bakhtiari is out there working uh, today at OTAs, and there are videos uh, on social media uh, showing Bakhtiari uh, doing this type of uh, drill or whatever else, shuffling his feet, you know, side to side, going left to right, right to left type deal. Uh, And he was moving, I'd say, at a a pretty good pace uh, from the video we saw. That's very, very encouraging. Like, I I can't even begin to tell you how amazed I am that he is able to to be out there doing as much as he's doing right now. Now, does that mean that he's going to be ready to go in week one of the NFL season? I I don't know. I, I have no idea. And we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. But if you're looking for a big-time positive or the positive of the day, I would say that's the positive of the day from Packers OTAs is seeing that video uh, and, here, and seeing what the writers are saying about how Bakhtiari looks at this moment in time. So that's... Is a big positive. That, I think, as a Packer fan, you can get excited about it, wrap your arms around and go, okay, good. We can have our left tackle in Week 1, regardless if it's Jordan Love or Blake Bortles or Aaron Rodgers, whoever. Uh, we're going to have our main guy out there, and that's a big deal. That's a positive. Then we go to the next part of this. The next part of this is talking about Jordan Love and tweeting about Jordan Love and each and everything that Jordan Love... Does throughout this thing. Now, as fans and as media that's not there, and we have no cameras set up uh, in Green Bay to be able to watch OTAs from our studios, even though that is a hell of a good idea. Why wouldn't the Packers? They'll never do that. Uh, But that, to me, is the most intriguing thing. Because you're seeing fans following all these Packer media writers on Twitter And all having their opinions based on what somebody is tweeting that they see. So it's, well, uh, Jordan Love is dumping off a lot to uh, the running backs. And then you see a response of, well, that's probably by design. And then you see uh, the writer reply back, ah, no, it's definitely not by design. He's he's dumping it off uh, for, for different reasons or whatever. Okay, first of all, let's talk about this realistically, okay? And Matt LaFleur, I'm pretty sure, is going to bring this up in his press conference. Which is, Jordan Love is not running plays that he's run a lot of. He just doesn't have the experience of running the plays in the playbook, guys. He just doesn't. run scout team stuff. He wasn't running their stuff. He was running other team stuff. So, he doesn't have a lot of experience running that stuff. Now... Not only does Jordan Love not have a lot of experience running that stuff, Jordan Love has zero experience running that stuff with the wide receivers that he currently has to play with in OTAs. There is no MVS. There is no St. Brown. There is no Devontae. All those guys that you would be running stuff with, that you would have built some type of chemistry with if you worked with them off, you know, outside of practice. Like when Aaron Jones was on the Wendy's Big Show, talked about going in on Saturdays and working with Jordan Love. Okay, so Aaron Jones is there, fine, but he's still not a wide receiver. So if he was working with wide receivers on the side, besides Aaron Jones, more than likely those players or those guys aren't there. And for whatever the reason, we don't know which each of the reasons are of why they're not there. If it has to do with Rodgers or if it has to do with personal reasons or whatever, we don't know. But either way... Not only has he not run the offense, he definitely hasn't done anything with Amari Rogers and some of these other young wide receivers that he's playing with. So I think that plays into it as well. Then it's, oh, look at the throw Blake Bortles made. And we we love ain't making that type of throw. Guys, Blake Bortles has been in the NFL for a long time. Now, you can sit here and we can have the conversation of, oh, Blake Bortles is awful. He's just an awful NFL quarterback. Oh, my God. If he starts over Jordan Love, how bad is Jordan Love, right? That's going to be the next thing that we're going to hear. First off, and again, a younger me never would have said this. An older me has figured this out over the course of time, and it's it's true. It's not even arguable. It's, it's fact. To be in the NFL at this level, to start in the NFL, regardless of who you are starting for, to start in the NFL and play as long as he play has played in the NFL, he's got to be doing something right. He's got all of that experience, having played in the different offenses, different personnel, so forth. All of that knowledge and wisdom to play off of in this type of setting at an OTA where he is currently playing. The offensive coordinator was his offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. Yeah, sure was. He played in McVay's offense in St. Louis. Again, only for a year. Backup. But he has a good idea and concept of what that offense looks like. This offense that you have currently in Green Bay is a combination of kind of all of that. So again, that veteran quarterback knowledge. So, because Blake Bortles may look better than Jordan Love in OTAs, ah, don't get all wrapped up in that and get this negative opinion on Jordan Love now because Blake Bortles, who's been in the league forever, it looks better at an OTA than Jordan Love, who literally is doing stuff right now that he should have done last year. They had no OTAs last year. Jordan Love didn't get to go through this last year. A.J. Dillon didn't get to go through this last year. Like, this is all brand new stuff that they should have done their rookie year. Had they done this their rookie year, and had they went through everything else normally, maybe he's a little bit farther ahead, and maybe not. Because at the same time, you look at how that played out last year without any preseason games, those were all snaps that Jordan Love missed. There's no way Aaron Rodgers is playing significant time in the preseason last year. No chance. Jordan Love would have had what? At least 4 to 5 quarters of football in the preseason and in, in last August missed all of that. All of those snaps, all of that experience, all of reading defenses and I know it's generic, it's bland, it's vanilla, but he still would have had all of that. So again, just cautioning. Just cautioning as Packer fans. We just got to relax a little bit here. And just remind ourselves of how far behind Jordan Love kind of is on this whole deal. Especially when, A, none of us are seeing it. So literally, we're taking the word of Packer writers. Or Mike Clemens, who's there. And Mike Clemens is shooting video and and putting video up on Twitter. He's a great follow, uh, obviously, from Packers uh, OTAs. Just, Just settle down, relax, let's see what happens. He throws an interception, uh, Jordan Love did today. And then you find out, well, the receiver should have caught the ball, which turned into an interception. Well, it doesn't matter because as soon as somebody said that he threw an interception, immediately people got all angry about Jordan Love again. That is why this Aaron Rodgers thing, the sooner this thing is done, the better it is for Jordan Love. It really is. Like If they announce they're trading Aaron Rodgers tomorrow, then fine. At least then it's done you know he's your quarterback, we can move on, let's go forward. If he's coming back, fine. Now Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, no need to overreact to Jordan Love going forward, and we can move forward. The sooner this is done, the better it's going to be. It just really is. Because now you can really start to see it all play out, and now these wide receivers, once they show up, now you can actually start really building the chemistry between Jordan Love and these receivers. And I, I always go back to something that happened when Brett Favre was here and Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers gets at training camp. Brett Favre isn't there because he retired. Fine. So I think it was a was it mini camps or whatever it was called back there, OTAs, whatever. So they go to run a play. And Rodgers throws the ball. The receiver's not there. And Rodgers is like, uh, the play says that you should be here. And the receiver looked at him and goes, well, that's not how Brett runs the play. We run it this way for Brett. And and Rodgers is running it to the truest sense of what the play calls for and expects the receivers to run the plays that McCarthy designed, not how Brett Favre drew it up in the huddle whenever they would run that play. And it would frustrate Rodgers. Fast forward to Rodgers running his own stuff, when LaFleur took over as head coach, running old McCarthy plays, when LaFleur took over as head coach, and doing his own thing. So now, odds are, when you bring these receivers back to training camp to play with Jordan Love, how many of these plays that are designed one way are being run a different way by the wide receivers other than how it's drawn up? And now we're going to have that issue, where Jordan Love and these receivers are going to have to get on the same page. Jordan Love's going to be like, the play's run this way, according to Coach. What are you running this way for? Well, that's how Aaron likes me to run that route. So on this play, I run it this way. But that's not how it's designed. Well, that's how Aaron likes me to run it. And now that whole communication part of it, that whole getting on the same page part of it, that's going to be a process too. That's why when you get into a preseason game and somebody's going to run a route, he's going to throw it one spot, the receivers are going to go another way, and it's simply going to be they're not on the same page. And that's why OTAs, to me, are kind of important at this point. For everybody involved that may be playing with this dude when the regular season starts. No, it doesn't matter if you're Blake Bortles. He'll figure it out. No, it doesn't matter if you're Aaron Rodgers, whatever. But if you're Jordan Love and you are, you know, That guy that's as raw as he is, and you're going to do everything to the true letter of how it's designed by the head coach, yes. (laughs) This is all big deal type stuff. It it really is. And if Rodgers is still out there, still might come back, you don't know, and now you're in training camp and you're trying to run it the right way and they're like, "Ah, Aaron's coming back, we're going to run it this way, so this is how I'm going to run it. Now you got that whole battle of egos going on it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun uh, to see how this whole thing plays out. And I just hope and pray uh, that this Packer wide receiving core uh, supports uh, Jordan Love sooner rather than later. Really do. Because I I think that missing this is a big damn deal uh, at this point. Uh, Coming up next, are we going to hear from Matt LaFleur, uh, Dan Plucker? Yeah, Matt LaFleur in the next segment. All right, we'll hear from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Uh, And he is going to address Aaron Rodgers. Is there an update on Aaron Rodgers? Uh, And he'll talk about Jordan Love, obviously, because that's what people want to talk about is Jordan Love. That's all coming
0: up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend
0: today.
3: Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan. We'll hear from Vinny Retino, a brewers analyst, Pre and post-game host, Valley Sports Wisconsin, former Brewers catcher. Follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rutino coming up in the next segment. Uh, but first, I wanted to bring you some of, I don't think we're going to bring you all of it, but we'll bring you some of uh, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, who talked uh, just a little while ago at Packers OTAs. Again, Packers uh, top wide receivers still not there uh, today. David Bakhtiari was there uh, doing some workouts on the side, but not necessarily involved in any practice portion of it, nor was Uh, Elton Jenkins, uh, either. So here is Matt LaFleur uh, from just a little while ago. There he is, Matt LaFleur, talking just uh, a little while ago to the assembled uh, Green Bay media on Zoom, I guess you could say. Uh, As uh, other players have talked today as well, A.J. Dillon and some others. I'm sure you'll see those quotes on Twitter and hear uh, more from all of those guys coming up on Rami's show from 3 until 6 this afternoon. Young Express, company we talk about so much is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? A company that's been in business over 30 years. Of course you would, right? They're looking for salespeople. Here's what they're looking for. Willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling. Reliable transportation. Got to drive. Outside sales experience in the transportation industry is preferred. Excellent written, oral, and face-to-face communication skills are essential. Closing and follow-up skills are a must. Now, what can you expect? Salary plus commissions, bonuses, and contests. Uh, Not to mention health insurance. 401k with up to 3% company match. Profit sharing. Paid holidays, personal days, and vacation days. Plus, an existing book of business from day one. Very critical. Expense account with generous mileage reimbursement. Considering you're driving, you want to get as much money as you can for that. Cell phone, tablet, and all sales and promotional materials provided to you by the company. Email John Young and Young Express today or apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success drives them. Coming up next... We will talk with Vinny Rutino. Uh, he joined the Wendy's Big Show a little bit earlier today, of course, with Bally Sports Wisconsin Brewers pre- and post-game host, plus former Brewers catcher. Just a great interview. You are not going to want to miss this. I promise you, don't go anywhere. Sparky's Midday Madness, live from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. For all of your plumbing needs, go to genewagnerplumbing.com. Rami show comes up at 3 o'clock, and uh, looking forward to talking to Rami coming up here in about uh, 15, 20 minutes, or right, or, I don't know, 250 or so, probably. Uh, we'll talk to him, find out what's coming up on the Rami show at 3. Uh, but coming up uh, now, we're going to let you hear from Vinny Rutino, uh, the former Brewers catcher, obviously, who... Uh, also uh, does pre- and post-game on Bally Sports Wisconsin. And this segment brought to you by Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. The Jim Dandy's concert series starts this Saturday with the toys. Well, you can't get a better band than that probably to start up things, right? The toys have been around for 100 years. Uh, with the toys at 6.30 this Saturday at Jim Dandy's. No cover and all outside shows. Follow them on Facebook for their schedule. Again, Jim Dandy, South 27th uh, Street in Oak Creek. The toys Saturday night. Uh, At 6.30, you cannot miss Jim Danny's Big awning right there on 27th Street, uh, right off of like Ryan Road Highway 100. Uh, You'll see it, trust me. Uh, Okay, coming up now is Vinny Rutino. We start off talking to him uh, about Keston Hira and Christian Yelich and the topic we had earlier uh, in the Wendy's Big Show, which is who's a bigger problem, Keston Hira uh, or Christian Yelich. But with Yelich, Brand new contract, huge contract extension, and I, I as Vinny Rotino, are you concerned about Christian Yelich?
4: I'm not. I'm not. I just I just have seen things from this guy that I, I you just don't see. They're pretty rare in terms of the ability to barrel up a baseball and the ability to time up a baseball. Um, and it doesn't matter it, 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 what I've seen from him in the past is that it didn't matter who's throwing. Right. I mean, he would take guys that no one would touch had no business touching uh, in terms of it, like uh, a guy like uh, Craig Kimbrell and things like that. Uh, and he, and he barreling the ball up and hitting bombs over the center field wall in Wrigley against a guy like that. And it's like, I'm not real worried about him. I, I do think it's just a little bit of a blip in terms of his, uh, his back. I, don't, I, I think he was on his way back to what we saw him and what he's capable of doing at the beginning of the season, and this back thing cropped up. And I, When you're injured and you, and you have something that's kind of lingering and you're worried about it, that's the more concerning part. It's not the ability or whether or not he'd be back. It's the injury stuff for him at 29 years old that is cropping up. That's what's concerning to me with Christian Yelich, but not the performance. I think that would be will be back as soon as he's feeling 100% and kind of over that mental hurdle of being injured.
5: Yeah, I would agree with you, Vinny. It's Gary Yelich speaking here. And and also, yeah. we, we haven't talked much about that knee injury that he sustained a couple yeah. years ago. I mean, then you come back, you had the pandemic on top of that, then the back. I think there's a lot going on here. That 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 we're not really talking about the where he's been injured because to step back in that batter box to have a knee injury like that when you, when you get hit by the ball I think that's that 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 hurt your confidence a little bit as well.
4: Garrett never even thought of that. That's a really good point. We don't know where he's at mentally in terms of getting over the mental hurdle of that. That's a great point. Um, eventually, he's going to feel and get over that and feel a hundred percent feel strong. I think we've seen flashes of it. I think that home run that he hit in Cincinnati was a, was kind of an indicator for me that he was back. I thought there was some bat speed uh, that he's shown flashes of that we've seen in the past, but again, it's, it's getting that consistent mental, like good feeling type of an idea. It's it's hard to get that and, and not have to worry about, Oh, is this the time that my back's going to tweak again? And I, no one really knows exactly when his back started hurting, right, or um you know no one really knows no one can get inside his head and, and we're not really privy to any of that stuff, so like is it is it a swing is it is it you know when he when he you know jab steps on a ball back going over his over uh to his left or whatever you know what I mean so we don't really know um it's just gonna it's gonna take a little time, I think
3: time with Vinny Rutino here on the Wendy's Big Show. See Sparky 5 for Gary Ellerson. What about Keston here? This, this is something that I, I don't understand. Obviously, I never played at that level. But, you know, he he was struggling, obviously, at the beginning of the year. They sent him down to, to kind of clear his head uh, and kind of start over a little bit. And he tears the cover off the ball down there, comes back up, and it doesn't look any different than it did before he went back down again. Where do you think he's struggling right now?
4: Uh, it's it's difficult to really talk about. <laughs> it's difficult to watch it's difficult because we've all seen what he can do. Yeah. Right? I mean, and then he looks completely lost at the plate when he comes back up to the big league level. Um, and something's going to eventually have to click for him. Look, I was a scout for for four years with the Texas Rangers. Joey Gallo is a similar type of a talent. There's some swing and miss there, but there's also 40 plus home run power in there as well. um, and it 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 is a testament to the talent level that Keston has when you stand let's say Joey Gallo next to Keston here is a five ten you know average athlete compared to a six foot four six foot five specimen that can hit the ball out of stadium. Keston has that ability i haven't Keston has a ton of a ton of ability and it and it's and he's born with it and just to now they have to tap into it. how do they tap into it? Keston it's a mental thing. Obviously, at this point, the big leagues is different than AAA. I'm not going to try and, you know, right. tell everybody here that it's not. It is. It's not that much different in terms of where he's tearing the cover off the ball to now he can't even make contact with the ball, right? He looks completely lost. So, it is a mental hurdle at this point for him that once that third deck is added, once the, the lights get a little bit brighter, that he's going to have to just kind of Take a breath, relax, realize the the mound is still 60 feet, six inches away, just like it is at AAA. That is a, that's a hard place to get to, especially with where, I mean, it's to a point where he's got to feel a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> you know, and that's a hard, pl- you start doubting yourself and you start to be a little bit embarrassed with how poor the performance is.
3: Well, let me, well ask you, let me ask you yeah. this, Vinny, as yeah. far as, okay, so he goes down to AAA, and I, I have no idea like how in-depth scouting reports are uh, at yeah. AAA when a major leaguer comes down there, but at the major league level, we know the scouting reports are pretty much on point, uh, and you can really circle in on a guy's weakness and kind of attack it. Is that the biggest difference, do you think? So that's a, that's
4: a, that's part of it. That's part of the reason why it snowballs on him because pitchers are able to execute to his weaknesses a little bit more consistently, but we've seen Keston miss balls right down the middle. Yes. Like right down the middle. And that's where I think it is a mental thing for him. he's just going to have to get over that because in triple a, that exact same pitch, pitch, in the exact same location. is hit over the fence, you know, or at least barreled up pretty hard. So, um, that's where it's a mental thing, and it's hard. I, I'm pulling for the kid, man. He's so talented, and, and the Brewers need him. Yeah. Brewers need him to get hot. And it, I mean, Council said this a bunch. He can carry the team for a week once he's hot and just hitting, you know, four or five homers in a in a week. So obviously, love to get him to that place. It, I, I'm kind of with you though. Like, let's maybe go to AAA for a little bit longer. And, and again, takes. Sometimes it takes back and forth, back and forth, AAA, big leagues until mentally you can just say all right let me snap out of this little funk that i'm in mentally and just realize see the ball hit the ball type of thing
5: you know vinny can you answer something for me uh because i'm a football guy right and we have yeah. coaches and it's just a little bit different the 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 hitting coach uh to me seems like uh he's more of a guy that gives you little tweaks he's not a guy that's gonna change your swing or do i, I think he, maybe you can go to him every once in a while what's in, in major league baseball what does exactly the hitting coach do that's the hardest
4: job i mean look i i
5: think i think playing cornerback
4: in the nfl and being a major league hitting coach are the two hardest jobs in sports, yeah, okay. right i mean I, I, I really think that. like um, I had Andy Haynes as a manager in AAA in 2015, one of my last years playing. Brilliant baseball mind. This guy, he won't sleep until he gets it right and, and, and uncovers every, every single stone to try and help you. And as a player, you can sniff that out within five seconds if a guy is, will, is wanting to help you. It, it doesn't show up that often, but there's coaches out there that are kind of in it for themselves, we call them front runners. Like, and it sticks out like a sore thumb quickly. Andy Haynes is the complete opposite of that. And he really just, he, he's got his heart and soul poured into this team and to each and every single guy. Um, and when, it, it breaks my heart when you hear guys, you know, talk about, oh, you got to fire the hitting coach, fire the hitting coach. It's like, I mean, it is so, it's so hard to hit right now. And And, and let's, let's be honest. Christian Yelich isn't performing right now because of some injury stuff, and and Jackie Bradley Jr. has been really struggling this year. I mean, there's been Lorenzo Cain's been really been hurt, but also they've been unlucky. I've looked at the numbers on this; their batting average on balls in play is, is third worst in the league, behind Detroit and behind, um, um I'm sorry, behind Seattle and behind uh, uh, Cleveland. Now, what does that mean? Okay, you can throw out numbers all day. What that means is they could be getting unlucky or they could be hitting balls really softly in play. Well, you look at the metrics on how how often they're barreling the ball up and their exit velocities. they're right in the middle. In fact, they're like 14th, 13th, 14th in the league on both those. And so what does that tell you? They're hitting balls right at guys. We wouldn't even be talking about this if some of these balls that have been hit really hard have gotten into whole and you know, they they went on that two week, three week stretch in May where they really struggled because offensively, I think part of it, yes. I'm not gonna offer excuses to everybody. They are they have been struggling at times.
5: Well let me ask you this but but don't don't most of the guys already have their own thing, like their own hitting coach? I mean, they have ways of doing things themselves.
4: Yeah, yeah, guys have their own field. Then
5: how do you yeah. implement, then, the hitting culture? Listen, my son, and it's real, played Little League baseball. There's just so much to do and so much to learn, so much information. How do you not get bogged down if I got my own guy telling me stuff and I got the hitting coach, How do you clear all that?
4: That's a good point, Gary. You know, it's so hard to have a balance between. You got to know which guys can take the information and implement right. it and which guys can't. I remember playing with Tony Gwynn Jr., the guy could think of things while the ball's coming at him at 94, 95 with nasty sliders, you know, as well. So it's like, okay, how does he, he's the type of guy that would probably use that information as the ball's coming at him. I, I I couldn't, I didn't want to know anything. That would just mess me up. All right, I could, you know, I could hit a little bit, but. You got to know yourself, and I think Andy knows which guys can take it, which guys can't take the information. Right. I, I do think that. I, I um, you want to throw little bits and pieces though that might be able to help, and if a guy can't handle it, you pull it back. There's an art to it. There's a psychology to it, and 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 it's it is one of the hardest jobs it has got to be in in the in in baseball. I mean, or in in sports in general. You're a psychologist. You're also a, a You have to be a data analyst. You also have to be a, um, I don't know, you have to just know these guys inside and out, and you got to know the biometrics to it and all that stuff. It's it's a lot. Um, But I I understand all the frustrations with it. I do, because it's hard. I'm with you guys. It's hard to watch at times. (laughs) It is. It's like, come on, you can't get the runner over. That's the part. I will say this. That's the part that's bothered me, is that the small ball, Like, get a runner over with a runner on second when we have a great bullpen and we just need to push one run across, you know? That's the part that's been frustrating for me. Um, to
3: be candid, it's frustrating for everybody the lack of small ball, Vinny. Frustrating for everybody. Uh, well, others other than the guy coming up, uh, Young Express. Can we talk about so much continuing to grow? Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? Did you hear Rami sigh after him and Tim went back and forth yesterday on his show, a company that's been in business for over thirty years. Yeah, that's Young Express. They're looking to add to their sales department. They're looking for somebody willing to prospect new businesses via phone, email, and social selling. Reliable transportation, outside sales experience. Uh, in the transportation industry is preferred. Excellent written oral and face-to-face communication skills are essential. Closing and follow-up skills are a must. Now, what can you expect from Young Express? A bunch. Salary plus commissions, bonuses, and contests. Existing book of business from day one. Very critical, so you don't have to sit there and claw for every dollar that you make the first year. Expense account with generous mileage reimbursement. Health insurance. 401k with up to 3% company match. Profit sharing. I like profit sharing idea. Paid holidays, personal days, and vacation days. I've never worked anywhere where there's been profit sharing in my life, to be honest with you. Cell phone, tablet, all sales and promotion materials provided to you by Young Express. You email your resume to John Young today at jyoung at youngexpress.com or apply at youngexpress.com. That's j-u-n-g express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Rami Makloff joins us next to tell us what's coming up on The Rami Show at 3. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network
1: from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
3: Sparky's Midday Madness, and Rami will drive you mad once you get to know him a little bit. Uh, he is Robbie Maclaw, full Cubs apparel today. You Damp don't have to other ever point that grass. out, man. What? You don't ever have to point that out. Well, I mean, it's okay. You're wearing old shirts. You haven't bought a new shirts since 2018? I have.
2: I just like this one, oh. and I take good care of my clothes so they last a long time. You take good care of th- I do.
3: Th- that shirt that says, We Came to Rain came 2018 to rain, postseason. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Uh, What's well, coming it's up nice on the Robbie nice show at three o'clock,
2: Sparky? Did you read Tom Silverstein's article about what it would cost if it if it means if money could fix this thing with Aaron Rodgers, what mm-hmm. it would actually cost them in cap uh, space?
3: Actually, Tom Silverstein said that exact thing on the Wendy's Big Show yesterday. Really? And in fact, we did a topic on it today, playing Tom Silverstein's audio. In fact, do we if have you go into the this, Big Show? If you go into Big Show sound folder in today's mm-hmm. sound folder, you'll see the Tom Silverstein audio. All right, can you put that in the Ramy
2: folder, Dan? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, we
3: actually uh, actually did it today. And, uh, in fact, I've got our little Rami. Did you guys ask the
2: same question I'm about to I ask? I don't know.
3: This was our question. Mm-hmm. It was on Twitter, too. Uh-huh. Uh, would you make Rodgers the highest-paid quarterback with a three-year extension at $120 million? My question
2: was, if money could fix this, would you pay Aaron Rodgers? Because those cap, those cap hits, man, are crazy. No. Crazy.
3: As he put it, uh, talking to us, they would revert back to the early 90s and would have to start all over.
2: I mean, yeah. As, after these next three years, yeah, yep. that'd be it. And it's not like, it's not like this would be a Tom Brady type of thing where you you would you would put a bunch of weapons around him and go all nope. in and then have to go tear down and rebuild. This would be Aaron Rodgers just eating up a whole bunch of money. Yep. and you probably even having to let guys go. Over these next three years that right. you have them under contract, letting guys walk and just hoping that somebody steps up to fill those holes. So I don't I don't I don't know that you can even afford to pay Aaron Rodgers if no. if no. money can fix this thing. Toodles. So that's what we're going to talk about at the start of the show. Uh, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur at three forty five. He spoke today. Uh, the Birds lineup needs a jolt. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer like nowish. Like Nawish, if you ask me. We're going to talk about that at 4 o'clock and just a good old fashioned Bucks Nets gut check coming up at 4.30. Want to see how Bucks fans are feeling about this series? And uh, Andy Herman, host of the Pack a Day podcast, he joins me at 5 o'clock. How's your gut doing with he this did, Bucks uh, series?
3: You did great play by play analysis from OTAs today on Twitter. Andy did? Yeah, really good. Are you being serious or sarcastic right now? No, serious. He was breaking down everything as it was oh, okay. happening. I'm, I'll have
2: to check it out before I bring him on. Doing prep. That's good. I like it.
3: <laughs> Very good. I'm Every proud. I'm proud. You, once Every something. once in a while. You have learned. Every once in a while. You have learned some along well, the way. Let me do good. a gut
2: check on you. How you feeling about this Bucks Nets series now that it's official? I got I <clears throat> I got a jolt of energy last night when that series. Was I made love official. jolt soda. Like we, we knew that it was happening. But when it got it, like I saw Eric Names tweet. It's official Bucks Nets yeah. Saturday. I got I got butterflies in the stomach. Mm-hmm. I got I got a little I got a little. A little, get, a little giddy about the whole thing. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I don't want to wait till Saturday. Well, I'll be in Marion,
3: Iowa, Ooh. somewhere. <laughs> that sounds uh, fun. Somewhere. Do they even have TVs out there where you can watch the Bucks? I like Iowa. I don't know what it is <laughs> with you people that don't like Iowa. I, I like Iowa. In fact, I was talking to Wicked last night, seeing how close he was to where I was going to be, but he's still another two and a half hours away, so that's not happening. There's just nothing there, man. Uh, what is there to like about oh, Iowa? Oh, no. There's no,
2: nothing there. Dude. I like. I spent I, plenty I, of time in Iowa growing up. I had right. family in Iowa. Right. Yeah. And it, there's nothing there. I don't man. know. I like there, Iowa. What do you so, like? What is it? I don't There's nothing. There's it's, new rest- it's
3: new restaurants, new foods, I mean, new drinks. It's Iowa restaurants. New stuff to explore. Like I'm, I'm good with
2: it. It's just nothing. Forever. Like you can drive forever, and there's just nothing in Iowa. It's, it's, Nothingness. No.
3: Anyways, so I'll be there. Uh, and so I gotta find somewhere to watch this game on Saturday night. Hopefully I find somewhere. I'll DVR it at home in case I miss it. But I uh I still think the Nets win the series. Um I feel better after the Heat series about the Bucks' physicality in that series and how they defended. They're going to have to play at that level every game to have a chance if they let up at all they have no chance um but i i really think and we're not gonna i'm not gonna have a chance to get into it because i'm off the next two days uh, but but i really think the x factors in in this series is going to be Bryn forbes and joe harris i think it's going to come down to bench play and i can you know see that either one of if if either one of those shooters go cold and the other one is feeling it uh, it could be the deciding factor uh, at the end of the day, and you know i i want to see i i really really am intrigued by how brooklyn chooses to defend our big 3 and i want to see how Boone Holzer chooses to defend their big 3 that i i'm i'm fascinated by that but i think to a certain degree they're going to cancel each other out maybe to a to a little bit and it's going to come down to bench more than likely
2: i don't think i'm ready to make a prediction yet because right now i'm the game's saturday i know but I'm just so caught up in the bucks lust, Sparky. So caught up in the bucks. I lust. heard green and
3: gold, just green eats. and growing. Yesterday. Yeah, man.
2: Don't sabotage that, my show. I heard. All right, that's not cool. That that's was not, funny. That is not okay. That was funny. It's not funny, and it's not. I okay wish I could have saw your face to when you sabotage fired. Sabotage my show. I mean, did you
3: fire it, and were you like? Mystified? Yes, I fired it, and, and you I mystify? stopped it. No,
2: I knew exactly what happened right away. You I did? stopped it and told Sam I've been sabotaged. Fix <laughs> this. He had no idea how to do it. <laughs>
3: Don't do that! Don't do that to my show. That's I not cool, I just happened to man. walk into the studio. That is as not you are cool, frustrated. Man. That is not cool. And then you told Allen, "Yep, it was Sparky. Yeah, I figured it was Sparky." No, but I'm so
2: I'm not I'm not even kidding, Sparky. I'm so so wrapped up in just the excitement and the hype for this yeah. this series that I, if I make a if I was to make a prediction today, I say Bucks win, and I don't I don't know if that's ju- I don't know if that's like a legit prediction based on analysis and facts and information and watching this whole season play out, or if it's just the Bucks lust and in the moment. You know what I'm, I think.
3: I'm going to give it a day or two look, to, to settle right.
2: down before I actually make a prediction on this series.
3: I don't think the Nets are going to sweep the Bucs. I'm fired or, up. Or anything like that. I think the Bucks are going to get a game or two, uh, and this thing can go six or seven games. I, I just think three Hall of Famers that's that's just yeah miss middleton and drew it's just you're no right not not that's even close tough tough no, trio to I, I, I just think that's those just, three hall of famers i think it's too much now again if somebody gets hurt in this series if kyrie See. goes down or durant or harden and now it's two of them against the bucks big three okay yeah then i can say the bucks bucks got a good chance to win the series for sure
2: i've said this before i don't know if i've said it to you but i've said it a number of times before on the Rami show the bucks I mean, the, the Nets pose a lot of problems for anybody that they face. No doubt about it. But I feel like because of the, the defensive advantage of the Bucs, the Bucs have more answers for the problems that the Nets present right. than the Nets have answers here, for the problems I'm that gonna, the Bucs present.
3: I'll do something else here. Uh, technically, in the Romney, crazy. technically in the Romney show. Here, mm-hmm. I'll do something right now for you. Are we in that already? The, the, oh, wow. the winner of this series uh-huh. wins the East and wins the NBA title. It's over. Whoever wins this series wins the NBA title when this is all said and I done. I think I agree with you. There's nobody in the West that will beat either one of these teams. I think I agree with you. There's nobody out West. I'm pretty West. sure I agree with you. It doesn't exist. And Philly, now then bead with his uh, meniscus tear and everything else, they're done. Uh and say a
2: meniscus tear? A yeah, pressure? he's got
3: meniscus tear in his knee. Did that Small happen? meniscus tear. Did that today. happen while I was getting swollen today? Apparently, yeah. Whoa, today. So he's listed as day to day, but again, meniscus tear. We'll see. I've had that. Yeah, we'll I don't see know if you know. We'll see how You've that had plays. Had me meniscus
2: tear. It's not pleasant.
3: Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. But either way, I don't think Philly could beat him even if Embiid was healthy. So Bucks, Brooklyn, whoever wins this wins the title there. I'll, I'll go there. I, I think, was saying just the East, but I'll I say they I, win the title. I think I agree with you on that. Yeah,
2: I, I, think I think I'm with you on that.
3: Whoever wins this wins the title, providing they stay healthy, obviously, the rest of the way out. Rami, enjoy your show coming up here I at will. 3 o'clock. I, I will know you, you will. and too. And I will see you on Monday. Thank you for filling in. You'll be on Sparky's Midday Madness the next couple of days. Should, should I four-hour shows should again? I, should I say Rami in for Sparky from 2 to 3 and play your open, or do I just sure. do the, a four-hour Rami show? No. I don't know what to do. No, yeah, Sparky's Midday Madness open, and then Rami. It's just Sparky. weird that it's this open guy. is right here, bottom corner of the big show page, button page. We just call it madness. the Romney
2: show for four hours. There's no. no. There's really no, no need for. I no. Mean, no. I think that's what I'll do.
3: Starting Monday, then, it'll officially be the Romney show from 2 to 6.
4: <laughs> Don't you dare.
3: That's how this is going to work. Yeah. If I find out that you know, that's what you're doing at 2 o'clock on Monday, it'll be permanent, and you will be back doing 2 to 6. Don't worry. It'll be the madness. That's what I thought. Okay. Have a good weekend.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.